goes with dogs, please. I, you know what I just did? Oh my God. I <laughs> was making, I was boiling water and I poured <laughs> it in my glass and I never turned off the stove. <laughs> okay. Oh God, I'll start talking. <laughs> yes, yeah, start um, talking, please. That's, that's the universe telling you to start. Okay. Okay. Yo Johan got it. <laughs> I'll start talking then. Um, <laughs> Girls with Dogs came, um, it came out of the pandemic. I think I want to, that's the best way to describe it. Kimberly and I have a very um, beautiful and unique relationship in the sense that we have only seen each other two or three times in over 12, it, it, almost 10 years now. Um, so we met through our blogs and then through a blogging community annually, if both of us, um, if our schedules could accommodate, we would link up at these conferences. And we just developed over all types of different life experiences, the good, the bad, and the very ugly, the death of her dog, the death of my dog, um, you know, trying to maneuver and navigate through this pet world, um, being a minority, um, just uh, being a woman, just, but, so we got into this cadence of speaking on a regular basis. Um, you know, I could tell from social media posts and so she could she about when we just kind of needed somebody that understood us without having to define through explanation. Um, I know when Kimberly was really, really passionate about going into raw feeding, she would um, get beat up a lot on social media. And I could tell by her responses or the lack of responses that she kind of needed as we used to joke around and I'd say, hey, it's your big sister, tell me what's going on. Um, I am very sensitive about um, my blog and the people that read it. So God forbid somebody decides to, you know, unsubscribe. And I used to panic. I mean, I took this so personally, I'd have to call oh almost in tears. And I'd say, I'd say, Lucy unsubscribed. And she said, well, who's Lucy? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, know, but she, she doesn't want to read my blog anymore. What's wrong? So we became um, this bi-coastal support system for one another. So during, so, you know, fast forward many years, as we were talking, I just realized that we enjoy talking to each other so much. Perhaps there are a few people out there that would enjoy listening to us when we have our conversations. So Girls with Dogs pretty much became our private conversations that we make public because we really do talk on the phone and she's asking me about, you know, where did you get those beds? And I'm saying, teach me something about, um, you know, the warming and cooling proteins in the foods because I'm not a raw feeder and I'm a pretend raw feeder. And I, I, I live my, my dog's diet vicariously through her. So that's, to me, that's how we got started. Um, and uh, very, very happy that there are more people than the seven I anticipated would want to <laughs> tune in and listen to us. What's yeah. your take, Kimberly? Well, you know, it's funny because I knew exactly what you, where you were going. 
when <laughs> about that subscriber. That is like my one of my favorite memories of the phone calls that we've gotten over the years is when she called me so upset because she was truly upset. I thought something was wrong. And when I learned that it's because someone unsubscribed and I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. And she was like, I cannot understand how that could possibly be a good thing. And I was just like, you don't want people on your subscriber list that aren't reading your stuff. You want people who are readers. So this is a good thing. We need to celebrate. I still wasn't able to convince her of that, but I at least talked her off the edge. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's kind of fun because we do, um, we balance each other out. You know, she... Kathy is the person who can talk me off the ledge when I am fed up with just people and dealing with people on social media and, and things like that. And she reminds me that it's not that crucial. It's, it's not that important. This is not the hill you need to die on. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm the person that's about the technology. And so I'm not, I'm not a super geeky tech person, but I know a little bit more than Kathy does. So when Kathy needs to do something, we'll, we'll get on a Zoom, share screens and start working it through and working it out. Mm -hmm. and, and we do the same thing with our dogs because we'll have com the conversations that we have on the podcast. Those are our real conversations. The only difference is that other people get to listen and we try and be a little more organized about the topics. Because if we just got on the phone and just started talking, I don't even know what would happen. But, you know, but we do, we enjoy talking to mm -hmm. each other. It's fun getting Kathy's take. She always surprises me about, you know, her take on different things. And um, my favorite part, and these are the parts that aren't recorded, is that when stuff goes on in the world, we'll get up on to our Zoom before we record and we'll have like a 20 minute dish session on something that's going on. And, and then we'll start recording it because there are just some things y'all don't need to know. <laughs> so that's pretty much our story. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you two ladies. But um, okay, so for, for our listeners out there who might not know who I'm talking to whom, uh, one is Kimberly Gaultier from Keep the Tail Wagging, and the other one is Kathy Bennett from Groovy Golden Doodles. Now, um, I have a, a love relate a secret love relationship with Kimberly for like for a very, very long time. So I think uh, most of you would know that by now. Um, <laughs> but what most people actually don't know is um, who is Kathy Bennett? So could you share a little bit more about you and, and your blog? So um, me and my blog. Yes, I grew up in New York with two very, very loving and supportive parents. But um, I'm the youngest of three. And the one thing that my parents did not have an interest in was any type of a pet that just wasn't wasn't something that they were interested in taking on. So I grew up pretty much without pets. I married my college sweetheart who um, upon graduation went into the army and for about 26, 27 years, we moved um, 14 times. So it was all I could do to keep up with two human children, let alone throw a dog or a cat in the mix. So after retirement, I, I just said, you know, this is not necessarily a bucket list, but I did want a dog. And um, I was probably in my early 50s, actually, when I started to see 
this absolutely adorable breed come, it was like a stuffed animal come to life. Um, and it was just, it was a hit or miss because we're back in 2008 and nine. And I didn't know a whole lot about the golden doodle breed, but I am an HR professional by career. So research comes naturally for me. And so I brought Harley home um, in I think 2009 got Leo two years after that. And my world just exploded. I could not walk four blocks in the DC, Virginia area without somebody stopping to ask us about these dogs. And it was so bad that I wouldn't even go to public places like National Harbor or the Inner Harbor. I just walk around the Smithsonian by myself because I was bombarded with people. Um, so stupid now that I think about it. My kids, they, they convinced me to make, did I ever tell you this, Kimberly? They convinced me to create a trifold brochure that we carried around in our backpack because it was the same questions. I and, I just, and I just <laughs> was passing these stupid things out. And what was even worse is people were taking them like it was something special. Um, and so from there, that's when my daughter, who um, is in the marketing field somewhat, um, she said, you need to blog. I said, what's that? And I really had absolutely no idea. Um, found somebody that I knew was into technology. He came over to the house. He says, now, what do you want to call it? I said, hey, I don't know. Um, called my daughter. I said, this is something you got me um, into. So what shall we call it? So she literally is the one who named the blog. And I just started writing. And writing has always been something I've enjoyed. And it was just telling stories about them and all of the different um, adventures we would have, um, the unique people we would meet, um, and the things that we would do. And that literally is how it started. And then I had this lady um, make a comment and tell me, I just love your dogs. I'm out in the Pacific Northwest and I just, I love your dogs and your blog. You always make me smile and your hashtags are just hilarious. Yes, the hashtags. And so um, <laughs> then I started looking at keep the, da the tail wagging. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I pulled it up, I was like, yes, she's black. And I thought, <laughs> this is great. She'll understand me. Um, so we did meet at a blog post. And if you remember that commercial, when you had this man and woman, like in slow motion running through a field, <laughs> that's what we look like trying to get through aisles and rows of um, seats in this auditorium setting, because it was like Kimberly, Kathy. Um, but yeah, so that's really how Groovy Golden Doodle started. Um, my second doodle died at four, probably three years after the blog had, had really taken off. Um, it was devastating. Kim had lost her dog shortly before that. Mm -hmm. um, hard to come out of that rabbit hole. Could not have done it. I couldn't have done it without her. And I would like to think that it, yeah, the feeling same. is mutual. Um, in terms of sometimes just being on the phone, not saying anything, um, but allowing the other person to kind of cry through it. Ooh, those were the days. Yeah. Um, but so there's history with us. 
And I, I'm going to just put it out there and you can tell me if I'm correct. I think, Kimberly, as we talk about this, I think this is what people hear when they are listening to us. It's not like it's just two people that said, hey, you have dogs, I have dogs, let's do a podcast. There's just a very, very special, beautiful, unique relationship between the two of us that mm -hmm. goes back a long ways and it's very deep and it's very personal. So I think that that is the magic behind Girls With Dogs. Yeah, I and mean, I think the thing that I love about what we've created is that we've somehow, um, we, we haven't been, I guess, smothered by the world. It's like a lot of um, blogs, uh, YouTube channels, podcasts, you know, during 2020 and 2021, they kind of got rocked off of their topic and went left. A lot of content creators did the same thing where there are people who used to be so prominent, like for, for example, in the fresh food community that we never hear from anymore because they went down the political rabbit hole. And we found a space where we can just stay where we wanna be. It's like our little bubble of dogs mm -hmm. and our love of dogs. And, you know, we tease each other, you know, and the thing that I love about our friendship is we know each other so much that, you know, even though Kathy still surprises me, I still know what she's talking about. She does like earlier, a lot of the things that she says, I, ex I know exactly where she's going with it um, because I know her and, and it's really fun to have a friendship like that. I have mm -hmm. a lot of friends. I'm very blessed to have a lot of really good friends, but um, I think that it's unique to have a friendship where the other person just accepts you for who you are, warts and all, and, um, and that they laugh with you about things. I mean, you know, like Kathy said, you know, my dog died at a year and a half and then six or so months later, her dog died. When my dog died, I was curled up on a sofa under a blanket crying. And she would, she would check in on me, let me know if you need me. Sometimes I would just call and cry. And she would just be there with me. And I did the same thing for her. And we were talking the other day about, mm -hmm. you know, I'm standing, I was walking to a festival. It was an outdoor festival. I had a booth for my blog to talk to people about raw feeding. And I'm on my way with all my boxes and stuff to go decorate my, my, my booth. And my girlfriend calls and she's devastated because her dog died. And so I stop in a field of dead grass with a bunch of people with their dogs happily walking by me. And I'm crying because my friend is hurting and I know what that feels like. And I remember someone turned and looked at me and slowed down and they just mouthed to me, are you okay? And I just said, you know, quietly, my friend's dog died. And even they, the woman got all choked up and the husband was like, I'm so sorry. And it's, it's one of those unique things that dog lovers, you know, no matter what's going on, there are certain things that we slow down and stop for. And the and death that of is one dog of them. is one of them because we've all been there. We all know the pain and, um, it's, it's really astounding. And I think the thing that's sort of cool also is, you know, Kathy and I have, we've watched the world evolve to include dogs as family members. So when we became friends, we, I think we kind of latched on to each other a little bit because you get it. And it's like finding someone who gets it. And then also 
the fact that we we're both um, African American was so huge because we were in a community where we're like specks of pepper in a glass of milk. And so even though we all related to each other as dog lovers, there's something unique about the two of us because we, well, I should say, speak for myself. I grew up in a community where dogs were left outside and dogs didn't come in the house and dogs were, an, I mean, they're animals, they're, you know, you this whole thing where my dog is sleeping with me, where I'm making food for my dogs. I mean, today, my entire family is like, of course, Kimberly would do that because this is who I've always been. But growing up with my dogs, I got teased mercilessly because of how I treated my dogs and how much I love my dogs. And it's been wonderful seeing so many people come around and, um, you know, the fact that people make food for their dogs, that, you know, people um, want to communicate and understand their dogs and people cry for weeks and months when their dog dies. And they can do this and share this openly, you know, without shame or fear of ridicule. And, and that's a really beautiful place to be. It's um, kind of funny that you said that because, yes, I like to hang out with people like you, two ladies, who get it. I said something to Kimberly yesterday when we stopped recording, um, and there was no visual reaction. There was no change in her tone of voice because she understands me. But today is my husband's birthday. I'm downstairs about 15 minutes ago. And I said, you want to open your gifts? Because if you do, you got to do it now. Because I got a podcast in about 15 minutes and I got to go upstairs <laughs> and get ready. He gets me. He says, oh, okay. Um, and we opened the gift. When I was talking to other people and they were saying, well, what are you going to do um, for your husband's birthday? I said, well, I don't know. I'll do whatever he wants, but it can't be between three and four. And they're thinking, well, why not? I said, because I'm going to Singapore. And they said, <laughs> then I'd have to explain it. And as soon as I mentioned girls with dogs, the dogs, the boys, Harley and Jacks, I get that reaction of, uh-huh, uh, uh -huh. okay. But um, so yes, it's just so much easier to um, know that on a regular basis, you're gonna touch, you're gonna touch and agree with somebody who you don't have to explain or defend yourself to. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful relationship yeah. to have. Yeah. You know, when I listen to your podcast, I can I can hear the love that the both of you have for each other. Like you said, there's this secret sauce, this magic between the two of you that makes listening to your podcast very welcoming. You know, it's like it's like a very deep friendship and you're letting us in behind the curtains to 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 listen in and i really do get a chuckle from from the two of you i i really enjoy listening to 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 your stories and you know even when you think you go off tangent actually you don't because you know it's <laughs> it's you know this is like you say it's girls with dogs having a chit chat and what i really love and respect is the fact that yes the both of you are African-American ladies doing this in a very predominantly Caucasian, you know, uh, market. I mean, like for me, I'm, I'm in 
in Singapore, way out here, away from you guys. I'm like 12 hours away from Kathy. Okay, I'm ahead of time, you know, in space time continuum. And, and like, I, I feel like a minority where I am, um, even though I know there is, you know, um, we do have some fresh feeders and, you know, holistic stuff. But um, what I'm interested in and in talking to people like you is still a rarity and, um, you know, most of the people that I interview are, are unknown in this part of the world, you know, and it's one of the things that I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. I mean, Kimberly knows this, but it's like, <laughs> I'm an introvert. So I, this was a personal challenge as well for me. So I was like, okay, I hate technology and I hate talking to people. So what should I do? I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to talk to people that I really admire, you know, and, and, um, it, it's been, it's been two, almost two years now. Cause I started around the pandemic as well in 2020 in May. And as a Asian Chinese person, um, coming across, um, I do get some weird looks as well. You know, um, there, there will always be, you know, different levels of racism wherever you go. I would say like, hey, you know, sometimes I might be unconscious and be racist to someone else as well, you know, but I'm trying to be a better human. And one of the things that has actually made me a better human is my animals. Honestly, 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 because pre-animals, I think I was a real bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I was like emotionally immature. I mean, I had depression and all sorts of things. But when I started getting involved with um, animal rescue work, and you know cats and dogs and stuff um it hit me in such a way that brought out something really fierce that i didn't know i had the strength to do and that was to to love another not just another person but another creature you know god's mm -hmm. creature outside with four legs a tail hair you know that kind of thing doesn't speak english you know and and um yeah and it was kimberly's i know i always I always refer back to her, but keep the tail wagging um, was really uh, inspirational to me in what kind of person I wanted to be as well. Because, you know, well, you being her good friend, you know, her journey has ups and downs and, and all sorts of drama as, you know, we all go through it. But she's very open about it as well when she writes it in her blogs, you know, when she, when she fucks up, she lets you know she fucked up or, you know, hey, I did a boo-boo, you know, and this is what I learned, you know, and I know that some people give her crap for that, but I actually have a huge respect for people like her, you know, because she gives me the courage to fuck up. She gives me the courage to, to realize that, okay, I ran down the wrong path. I'm, I'm learning something that I'm not, you know, and I want to correct course, course correction. And yeah, so yeah she she's she's like to me the queen of the blog you know oh, i i I, you, I really yeah i love her so much you know and your your podcast the girls of dogs um what came out to me in a sea of podcasts i think you know as you were saying you know during the pandemic things went a bit weird <clears throat> in the content creation world but your podcast was uh, really like a beacon of love and this kind of love between two ladies, 
and it's a um, I see Americans called bi-coastal relationship. You know, you had a very long distance relationship, and I mean, it's what uh, more than a decade kind of love affair. <laughs> you know, um, it's so precious, and I learned so much not just from the topics you talk about, but from the love and the camaraderie. You know that. The two of you have between each other, even in the silence between beats, yeah. there is there is a lot of love there, and I feel it as a listener. And I just want to tell you, I I really want to thank the both of you, because um, I think your podcast is really um unique, and beautiful. So thank well, you thank very you. much. You know, it's interesting because I I owe a lot to Kathy as far as you know my maturity and growth over the years, you know, it's, it's so easy. You know, I, I call people who are new to raw feeding, like, you know, they're like born again, Christians where they got saved, they found a church and they're feeling so good. And they're running around the neighborhood, leaving flyers at everyone's door. And they want to introduce everyone to this great new thing. And, um, sometimes we forget that first of all, raw feeding isn't for everybody. And there are situations where it just won't work. And, um, and that's just a fact. And so Kathy, being someone, having a friendship with Kathy means that I'm not in an echo chamber. I'm not surrounded by a bunch of raw feeders where I can no longer empathize with anyone who doesn't feed raw, which is something that, you know, when I was new to raw feeding, I was just like, I thought everyone needed to be feeding raw. And if you weren't feeding raw, then you were nuts because you just don't understand how good this is. But it's one of those where, you know, when people talk about, well, this is bad, you know, I look at Kathy and, you know, and Kathy, you know, like you were saying, I, I caught a, a lot of grief from over the years from different things that I've said, done experienced. Today, I just don't even care anymore. I, I turned 50 last year and that really shut off the caring gene where I care what other people think. I just sort of like have fun with it. But I Kathy, care. I care. I just got rid of my <laughs> unsubscribe button. That's what's so funny is Kathy, you know, it, it cracks oh, me up because Kathy oh. has golden doodles. And I'm free for the, when we were, when we started the podcast, I was like, we need to have an episode about golden doodles. And she's like, no, we are not doing this to ourselves. <laughs> we eventually did talk about crossbred dogs, but I never really truly understood what it was like to basically not only have golden doodles, but create content surrounding golden doodles until I brought home a crossbred dog. You know, how dare I? You know, my stepson got a dog, couldn't take care of it. We brought the dog into our family. He's a cross between a golden and a husky. They call them Goberians, the dumbest name ever. And I, when I made an announcement that we were adding a dog to our family, Stop. the entire internet you, lost This is what mind. you heard. This is what you heard. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> yes, you're a horrible person. You're a How horrible you person. Support puppy mills. You're that's not a real breed. You're supporting these backyard breeders. I mean, it was insane. And I'm just sitting here like, what are you talking about? I mean, people got so crazy. So Kathy is sort of like 
my calm in a storm of crazy sometimes because although she doesn't like it when folks unsubscribe <laughs> she really is I really she need therapy on this I'm telling, she's, if you okay I, I I'm going I'm going to subscribe <laughs> I haven't subscribed but I'm going to subscribe to your to your blog you better not unsubscribe better not I will I won't I promise I won't well, so, no, so so here's the other thing too and I used to let this um so I gotta go back a couple of subjects first of all um I think Kimberly was able to accept me into her um raw feeding world because I'm probably like the only one that you know gets to participate in the secret you know Facebook pages <laughs> But um, I call myself a raw feeder adjacent because mm -hmm. it's not kibble, um, nope. but Baked it's food. just, it's fake food, Baked air dried. Food. It's air, oh, air dried. That's oh, right. that's it's even better. Um, and she adds fresh food to the bowl. Her dogs are well fed. <laughs> I have but, nothing against that. That's yeah, awesome. Kimberly has also taught me that, um, it doesn't matter who subscribes. And I've gotten beyond that. I did remove my unsubscribe button though, but I, <laughs> I got beyond the who doesn't, um, who doesn't su subscribe or, or who leaves me because it's more about who's reading. Mm -hmm. So if you read and you know I'm out there, I'm under the opinion that you'll come back. And if you do, I love it. If you don't, I'm still okay. Cause I don't know. And that would stop me because I could psychoanalyze a blog post to death if somebody unsubscribed. I'd sit there and I'd say, well, damn, I shouldn't have talked about teeth again. I mean, <laughs> I would really, I would go down this rabbit hole and then I'd call Kimberly and I'd say, am I, I'm a niche blogger. I mean, I, I blog about golden doodles, um, canine therapy and life in Charleston. Okay, that's pretty much what I am. And I start to think, what am I doing wrong? And she used to say, you're not doing anything wrong. Um, we are a good balance because Kimberly's gonna run off the cliff, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna walk to the edge, stop, look over, <laughs> make sure that whatever's at the bottom's not gonna hurt. Her thing is, I got this. And um, so, you know, therefore now when she does do it and she's at the bottom and she's still alive and she's like, come on, then I run behind her <laughs> and I jump. If she's falling and she says, you know, uh-oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm the one that's going to lean over and grab and her and pull up. her back up. Yeah. So that's kind of how we're able to keep each other going in the sense that blogging is a tough world sometimes. It's you, you, you need to take a break. Sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you think that the content in your mind has all dried up. Sometimes mm -hmm. you say, why am I doing this? Yeah, I go through a lot of things. And then there's the highs, you know, when you reach a certain plateau with the number of people that have um, you know, opens your website or all of a sudden your SEOs are going off the, the rails because everybody's tuning in. You know, you want to be able to share that with somebody. I could go downstairs right now and tell Lee, 
you know, people are hanging on my blog now for X amount of minutes. And you just look at me like, huh? But <laughs> I can say to Kimberly, you know, I've gained 2.7 minutes on my, and she's like, what? Way to go. Yeah. Let's and get on Zoom. I, we need to look at analytics. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. this is, what did you do? What did you change? This is awesome. Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's so true because I think, I mean, I don't see people starting blogging anymore. I'm sure, of course, people are probably starting blogs every day. But when we were coming up, um, you know, we saw a lot of people new to blogging and starting blog. I think what people do today is like TikToks and YouTube and podcasts, but, you know, pod, blogging was a thing. And I think blogging in the pet industry is not easy because we don't get the same respect from pet industry brands than like parenting bloggers get a lot of respect from the brands in that niche. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of fitness bloggers get a lot of respect. Beauty bloggers get a lot of respect from the brands, but pet bloggers, the brands, I think, respect us, but because the pet industry is such a profitable industry and people will go hungry to make sure their pets are fed, brands don't really need us. So, you know, the downside to blogging and what's for me at least to be more um what's the word discouraging is when brands reach out to us to work with us and I remember like you know Kathy when you and I were years ago if a brand contacted us to we were like what and we need to get on the phone it, it was like we got a date and we oh, were going to no, get together no, no, before no, no. the date and plan our outfit and stuff. I mean, we were so excited because a brand wanted to work with us. And oh my goodness, this is so great. And no, lately, I, I re girl, I remember <laughs> when I called you because somebody was going to send me two bottles or something. And I was so thrilled and talk about just jumping in and turning my dream into a freaking nightmare. And you said, okay. So let's look at how, how much is each bottle? All right. Now, how long does it take you to grab your content, do your research, and then we want to add some. She almost reminded me of Medea from Tyler Perry when he's playing on the calculator. Um, so she says, so you mean to tell me that your time is worth 22 cents an hour? And I was like, well, damn. Yep. That's and so, um, but, but that's, that was what we were going through. And yeah. I noticed that if you then started to believe in your self-worth and not so much just about blogging because the things that I know for myself that I've learned through this process, I've been able to take them just pretty much across my entire life in terms of the things that I do and how I manage. Um, and here's a, a perfect example. When I realized that I could just tell a, um, a product line how they were going to be able to get my services. It was easy. Mm -hmm. And I never knew that. I never knew that we were playing this poker game in the beginning. And of course, if they could get me for free and a couple of months worth of product, then they were doing great. But when I let them know that this is the only way I'm going to do it. And, and if, it, if that's not anything you can afford, then, you know, I wish you well. I've been able to take that now into my profession when I know that I'm talking to a donor with substantial deep pockets. I don't have to play that dance game anymore. This is kind of like what we need for what we're doing. And, you know, you're really going to believe in me and believe in the program and write the check 
or it's going to be a much shorter conversation. So I, I think that even though it's been a struggle, Kimberly, I think we've learned so much and been yeah. able to apply it to our lifestyle that it's been beneficial. Hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. agree. And you know, and I also attribute that to our sex. You know, as women, you know, you and I aren't weak women. However, we communicate things differently. I feel like, you know, I'm always curious sometimes if I were a man, if a man ran keep the tail wagging, if I would have to haggle so much to prove myself worth. And it's like, obviously, you know, I got to a point where it's like, obviously you guys think I'm worth something because you're contacting me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like most recently I got um, someone contacted me to promote something. And I'm reading the, I read the email three times trying to find where is the fee that they're going to pay me? Not in there. So I, I replied back. So you're asking me to do all of this work. They wanted a blog post. They wanted social media promotion. They wanted a story. You know, they wanted stuff on Instagram and Facebook, you know, all of that for free. And, oh, and excuse me, but I also have to buy the product too. Oh, well, <laughs> of just, course. So I mean, I'm just sitting here and, and, you know, and they were like, yeah, I'm sorry, but the client doesn't have a budget to pay for influencers, but we're hoping that, you know, you'll be able to do this. And they complimented my blog and stuff like that. And I just replied back to say, but they had enough money to hire you guys. So it's not that they don't have any money. They hired you guys and mm-hmm. you're taking it all. And, and I was just like, you know, flattering me is just insulting because you're basically telling me that I'm not worth what you're worth. I got overhead too. This is a business. And, um, and I asked them to remove me from their calls. It's like, don't, please don't ever contact me again. And, mm-hmm. but 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, I would have exactly. felt like I'm being, I'm being ungrateful. You know, a lot of people who are new to, new to blogging, they'll tell themselves, well, I'm brand new. And so I don't have a right. In fact, I had this conversation with Kathy too, back in the beginning where she was just sort of like, well, I'm going to write, some, well, I don't know what to charge them. They asked me, they asked me what I should charge. And I told her $75 and she was going to charge them 25. I was like, no, $75. And that's where she started. And, you know, and it's just sort of like, you know, we need to set our worth. We need to make, you know, and put it out there. And the thing about it is, you know, it, I, I know that sometimes people get frustrated with bloggers who do the work for free. I used to as well, but you know, we're all on our own path and we got to figure this out for ourselves. But, you know, for myself and for my friends, it's like, I want to see people get paid their worth. I want to see people appreciate it for what they've created. You know, Kathy has a unique audience, although there is a, you know, a contingency of people who don't like any doodle and that's fine. There are so many people that have doodles. I mean, it's just insane. There's one account that I follow on Instagram and every picture, they basically post pictures of dog moms. And most of them that come from the South are doodles. The apricot ones too, those are very popular. And Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like, so Kathy has an amazing, you know, following and she has an audience. There are people out there that are interested in what she has to say you know, I don't think it's appropriate for a brand that's making bank to stand on her shoulders and use her hard work to advertise their stuff to her followers and not give her some money for it. 
for the time. And I've even had those words with someone because I've said, so basically you want to take all the hard work I put into my blog over these years and you want to take advantage of that so you could sell your product, but you're not going to kick me anything. And when I pointed this out to someone, they were, they just stopped and they were like, I never thought about how that sounded or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, and, and it's, you know, it's hard, but back to what I said in the beginning, I really think that it has to do a lot with women because we are not taught, you know, growing up how to negotiate things like that, how to, you know, we're taught to be ladies and to sit up straight and to be quiet and, you know, speak when you're spoken to. And even those of us who are outspoken, you know, we still have a hard time, you know, um, with or acknowledging our, our value and, and sticking to it. It's like, if we get one little bit of pushback, if someone says, well, I'm not going to pay for that. I actually got a man up to paying me $500 for a backlink a couple weeks ago. Wow. I didn't, I didn't take it because I, <laughs> that's like against Google's rules, but I was just curious to see if I just said, Nope, this is my, this is my dollar amount. Sorry. He, he started out with, I'll give you $25. Then it went to $75. Then it went to 120 and he just kept going. And then finally he was just like, okay, fine. I'll give you the $500. And I was just like, no, no, that's okay. But thanks. And I was just like, man, how many times have I missed out on an opportunity to get my worth? But I just took the first number that they threw at me. It's just, it's been, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a journey. I, I don't know. I've always tried to find other um, doodle bloggers. And there was one that was out there for a hot minute. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're still out there. And I can't even remember their name. I'm sorry to say. There is another one that's, um, that talks about doodles. And I enjoy reading that one. But um I do remember a man approaching me about a product and I looked on his website and I said, you know, you've got a bunch of stuff. And um, I said, let's just go ahead and let's take about six to 10 months, work out a, a monthly fee and we'll run through all of your products. And I was shocked and had to call Kimberly because there was absolutely no hesitation or reservation in his voice. He said, how do you want your payments? And I thought, this is easy. But um, I don't like to do a lot of product reviews because I don't want to get caught up in being a, a miniature advertisement um, as a blog. So I, I try not to do that. I'd like to tell more stories, actually, on my blog. Um, if you're going to go to my blog, I remember writing this mini series called um, Kimberly's Going to Laugh. Diary of a Middle-Aged Puppy Mom. Yes. <laughs> because when I got my dog in my late 50s, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? And I was so exhausted, you know, trying to start from scratch at nine weeks old. I said, let me put this out there. So one, anybody in my age bracket about to become a card-carrying AARP <laughs> member um, will know that they're not alone. And anybody who's thinking about doing it, maybe they'll think twice. Um, and I think I probably did about a three or a four blog series on that. And I, I think I want to go back to telling those stories because that's Kimberly. What Kimberly is to raw feeding, 
I would like to think I am too. Just, um, you know, life in, in the real sense, in the, no pun intended, in the raw sense, um, you know, with dogs. And I think that that's pretty much, there's always gonna be something that I've written or some piece of what I've written that a person's gonna laugh because they too have had that same experience. So, um, so yes, I think together we're um, a pretty dynamic duo. Yeah. Well, I, all I can say is I'm a fan of both of you and Kathy, I have subscribed to your newsletter. So I'm, I'm with you. Madam. You're with me? Just don't I'm leave me. You, I won't leave. Leave. you took away that unsubscribe button, so I can't leave you. I'm stuck with you. That's the worst feeling in the world. You know, <laughs> divorce can't be that bad. Jesus. And that's what's so funny is I don't even know when people, only time I know when people stop following me is the, the random people that like to send me a message beforehand to let me know that they're not going to, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, one thing that we started doing that I like is on the, I'm going back to the podcast because this is great, Kimberly. We actually get an opportunity to interview her. Uh, so we learn more about what it is that people are interested in with girls with dogs. But Kimberly started sharing comments um, on the episodes now. And that's very important to us because mm -hmm. people take the time to write them. So we'd like to go ahead and, and give them a shout out. But we had one comment that I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but boy, it, it stirred up so much emotions. And the lady talked about enjoying listening to us so much that sometimes she found herself trying to cut in on the conversation yeah. and then laughed at herself because it was recorded. So she was literally feeling as if she was a part of our conversation, as if, you know, we were having um, a conference call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like that. So help us understand um, the connection that you feel when you're listening to Girls With Dogs. Mm -hmm. Very warm. I think, I think I've said it before, but the, the, the chemistry that two of you have draws me in. You know, it's, I would say it's not so much the topics that, you know, like grabs me. It's, it's the, it's the deep friendship that the two of you have. No, wait and, a minute. I work hard on those topics. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that too, <laughs> that too. But, but you know, it's, it's, it's the love that you guys have. And it's that easy chit chat that, you know, that, that ping pong table tennis, you know, you serve, you hit, you return the, the, the ball kind of thing. And I love it when, even when there's a slight disagreement, you know, um, Kimberly, there was one episode that you talked about, and it was about, um, you guys were mentioning about the medical profession, whether or not they should have dogs because 16, 18 hours. Do, do you remember oh, yeah. that episode? Grey's Anatomy. Yes, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> See, I don't listen in case you thought I was like fudging it, okay? I know some people kiss your ass, but I'm telling you, I do listen. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I I chuckled and I and I was as I was listening to it, and then you did that, and then you know you your the heavenly voice of Kimberly came in, you know, with yeah. her afterthoughts on that, and she went out, and I just chuckled because for me. 
maybe it's because I've been following the two of you for a while and, you know, Kimberly, she's my secret, you know, I'm her secret fan kind of thing. So I wasn't offended by it, but I could listen to the conversation between the two of you. And, you know, and then when Kathy said like, hey, you know, um, my family, you know, has, you know, um, is a med- in the medic profession and stuff, you know, and I just felt like, Ah, you know, it's not an easy conversation because this is a subject, again, when you guys talk about certain things, it's a bit sensitive. But because it's the two of you talking, it doesn't feel like a confrontation so much. But just like just being very vulnerable and open, you know, and what's the word? Non-judgmental, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think you know what I, I mean? Owed- I owe that to Kathy because, and I will, I'll bring up the, the horrible word that everyone hates, Apoquil. And <laughs> people, um, people hear that you're giving your dog Apoquil and that's the right one, right? That's the drug. That's it. That's that, it. You know, and people will lose that is their the mind demon. because it's like, if you have, your dog has allergies, you need to change his diet. You need to do this and you need these, these essential oils and you need to, you know, have acupuncture and doing all these things. And when I did this, it cured my dog of allergies. People are not willing to accept that, you know, first of all, not everything works for every dog, yeah. you know, and unless you're living with this dog on a daily basis and dealing with this, it's like, maybe you should just shut it and yeah. listen. And mm-hmm. because of Kathy over the years, I've learned to just shut it and listen. And that has helped me create some, what's the word, empathy for other people. Because although, cause it's like, whenever we talk about allergies on the podcast, I make a point of letting people know that my dog's allergies are nowhere near as severe as her dog's allergies. So while I was able to, you know, quote unquote, cure or alleviate the symptoms naturally, that's what worked for me. And it's based on my dog, where we live, you know, she lives in a completely different environment. She has a completely different dog. We don't share a dog that travels back and forth between us. Um, So she has a different set of circumstances and, just being a friend with her over the years has taught me to see that. And it's not something that I was readily able to see when I first started blogging, you know, whereas now I can see it. And that's why with my blog, my message is always, this is what I'm doing because this is what works for my dogs. I'm not telling anyone else what to do or that they should do it. And um, I'm not judging what other people do. I'm just talking about what I do and what feels comfortable to me because I don't know other people's situation. And, you know, and that's, yeah, that's all Kathy. And it just kind of spans through everything. Um, You know, sometimes social media can be our friend and it can also be our our demise. You have to understand that there's always going to be um, that other side of the story. I have a sister-in-law that used to always tell me there's more to be revealed on page two. And my page two with Harley and Napaquil is that I I did the whole um, yes, she did. Chinese um, medicine. Um, I did everything I could to avoid a chemical dependency. But at the end of the day, the chemical dependency is the only thing that was going to give him relief. 
during certain periods of the year. So as long as now I know what to do to check and make sure that he stays healthy, I know how to make him happy and less um, agitated mm-hmm. by the allergies. And so it's, it's how a person handles the cancer. You know, there are a lot of people that get to that point and they're not as um, fortunate as Kimberly where they can do cancer treatments. There are some dogs where the vet has to have that really, really difficult story. And that story is, this is, it's bad and it's not gonna get any better. So when that person has a tendency to reach out to share, you know, the worst you can do is start typing. Did you try this? Did you do this? Did you, mm-hmm. you know, hang something from the, the porch <laughs> on the third cycle of the moon? I mean, <laughs> you, you just have to understand that there's something else going on. And so you got two choices. You can be empathetic and say, I'm so sorry. Or you can grab your mouse and flip up and go to the next story um, versus putting something down or saying something that you can't get back. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just so critical. Yeah. And you it's know? also, and it's, I, so imp- it's so important to just be kind because whether it be allergies or cancer, it's so funny when you put allergies and cancer in the same sentence, it seems like one is so minimal and one is so detrimental. Whereas there are dogs that lived with cancer for years yes. and there are dogs who have suffered and just their quality of life is so horrible because of allergies. So yes. it's, it's not a comparison. It's like, we need to stop comparing hurts and we need to show some kindness because, you know, I think we've all been in a place. If you haven't, you're lucky and be grateful for your blessings, but we've all been in a place where we've had a, an animal that has been miserable and not doing good. And Mm -hmm. we feel helpless because of it. And for me personally, having 50 strangers interrogate me about what I have and haven't done. The only thing I get from that exchange is that I'm a terrible pet parent. You know, I'm not getting any love. I'm not getting any support. And it's it's the man at the bank. It's the man at the bank, Kimberly. Who walked past me and said to me, if you couldn't afford a whole poodle, why bother? And, yeah. you know, I, for a fleeting moment, I looked down at this rock and I looked at the back of his head and I <laughs> looked at the rock again. And then I remember saying, Jesus be a fence because I'm all around me every day. Because I thought, How cruel. And he, he did it. And what saved me is that not only did I hear it, but the a lady coming in the other direction. And so she said, don't pay him any attention. Your dog is adorable. So it, mm-hmm. it snapped me right back. Again, kindness. It snapped me right back. But that was, um, that was an eye opener for me when he literally walked past me and said that, you know, if you couldn't afford a whole poodle, why bother? And I was yeah. like, what, what did he just say? And I, um, I think that people don't, people get so wrapped up in their right to say something and to believe something and think something. I don't think about the person on the other end. And I actually, I blame social media for that. You know, I think there, there are always people who are a-holes long before social media came around, but I feel like social media has really emboldened us to say, to speak our mind and say whatever we want, regardless of the consequences. And we forget that there's another person on the side of that, whether that be a person you're walking past in a bank or a person that you're typing a response to on social media. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've, I've had my feelings hurt many, many times and my skin is nice and thick because of it. But, you know, and I'm grateful today because, you know, something that I laugh about today, I would cry about, you know, eight years ago. I'd be well, like, I'm still I can't crying believe. about the young. I'm still crying about the unsubscribers. <laughs> Lucy. Oh. And you know, it wasn't a real person. You know that Lucy was somebody's dog. It was probably one of those people that has their email. Everything is about their dog. I think, you know, I think, oh my goodness. You, you know, you, you two ladies. Oh my God. I love, I love this, this conversation so much. Um, you know, as a, as a, animal rescuer and I, you know, uh, we do trappings and, and stuff, but um, I actually resonate with what you're saying. And it's funny how you're saying that people, you know, diss you because you have a half doodle, you know, or poodle or whatever they, they, they call it, or, you know, um, or your choice of how you manage your animal. And I think being an animal rescuer and a volunteer, I, I realized I've been through all that because I've been through that self-righteousness in the initial beginning. You know, you're all fired up, evangelical kind of thing, as Kimberly used to say. <laughs> and um, then I realized over time, it's like, hey, not everyone is as blessed as I am to be able to provide the kind of tools that I've learned, you know, on how to care and manage my animal. And also, you're right, every animal, it's like every human is different and individual. It's everyone is unique. So we yes. all have our own problems. And we shouldn't do a cookie cutter assessment and just then like fail, you know, like, oh, you didn't do this, so you fail. You know, you're a bad parent. Um, and I, I, I see that a lot in the rescue community, unfortunately, where every there's a lot of, you know, anger and self-righteousness in, in the rescue community because it's like, oh, why, you know, they always go adopt, don't shop. You know, that's one of those hashtags that you see a lot. And and I used I used to be like that. I'll tell you, that was me, you know. Um, but I realized it's like, you know, how dare me, you know, like, such a big ego. Who the fuck are you, you know, really, Amaris? Like, seriously, do you think you're like some sort of fucking god or something, you know? And I, I realized just how little I knew, because the more I learned, right, from other people, other people that I interviewed or reading somebody's blog, and now that I'm a proud subscriber of Gooby Go to Doodles, <laughs> you know, I'm going to learn a lot more about Doodles. Um, yes, you are. I am. And, and the thing is, when I when I learn from different perspectives, especially opinions that, like, I it's not mine, but I learn, and I keep an open mind, and I, and I credit that to Kimberly a lot. You know, she's one of my influences. But now I credit it to Kathy because now I know you are the Yoda behind Kimberly. Oh, you the know? Yoda. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know? There we and, go. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's, 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 you know, I feel so grateful to the both of you in that sense because you've made me honestly try very hard to work on my judgy, judgy bitchiness because I'm such a bitchy judge. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I realized, you know, that I can't put my values on every single person. And because I work with a lot of low income people, that's one thing I learned very quickly. It's like, hey, 
what I can afford as what I think is basic care, a lot of low income people can't can't even get halfway there, you know, be, because of their circumstances. So it's a very humbling experience when I do when I do my community work now, you know, um, less yeah, you know, like really like don't judge, listen, like see what is their circumstances, like how can we help them based on their on their environment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and um yeah, I wanna thank Yoda. Kimberly's Yoda for that. <laughs> well, it's it's really amazing because I think, you know, I I was saying it earlier, you know, Kathy keeps me from being in an echo chamber where all I do is hear my own beliefs being repeated back at me about dogs. You know, I all my dogs are rescued. Kathy works with, you know, a reputable breeder. And even though I, I understood the value of a reputable breeder, having a friend who has worked with one with three dogs is really, um, a, an information source and it helps me just better understand that world. She also has golden doulas. Were it it not for Kathy and her dogs, maybe I would have an attitude. I mean, I still, I have opinions about, I do not believe that the Malinois needs to be turned into a doodle. And so I disagree. We talked about this on our podcast. We both love the Bells of Malinois. And we just yes. think that breeding it with a poodle is a it's bad just... idea. We, don't, we just want to put that out there. Bad yeah. idea. So, but, but, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to know a person. And a lot of times I think that when I know someone that is in this space and I know their heart, I don't judge anyone else that's in that space because I know that Kathy is a good person. I know that she did her due diligence when it comes to, you know, finding someone, you know, and getting a breeder and working with them. And I know how much she loves her dogs and what she does. And even though she gave me such a hard time for having my friend come and massage my dog, um, which is coming up on an upcoming episode. Some things are just not natural. I know know that Kathy... You should go with Kathy when she goes to the groomers and they don't do a good job on her dog and her list of rules that she has as far that as I have with the dog. But you know, the other thing is too, Kimberly has helped me so much, even and that's that's one of the many reasons why I wanted us to do the podcast. And I really, really was hoping we could make it a month. I swear I, I was like, it's just let this just uh, let, let it last a month you know, just a month and then I won't feel like a complete failure. But, um, you know, my thoughts behind raw feeding initially, you know, I just, I just envisioned this person going out and wringing a chicken's neck. (laughs) And then, you know, just like, (laughs) I I just, it was bad. It was bad. (laughs) And then, you know, she was, I, I never really mentioned that before. And I kept reading um, and I remember buying her book and I was trying to read it at the dinner table. And I was like, I can't, I have to read it like when I'm not eating. But then I said, oh, I was so happy that I didn't have a co-op in my community because that was my out, yeah. you know? I, well, I don't have a co-op. So, you know, I just, it's not going <laughs> um, But then... I'm so grateful that I continue to read because even if you're not a raw feeder, find a friend who is because they can help you 
get a better understanding of still how to increase the nutritional value with the food that you are feeding, whether it's kibble because of convenience, because of financial budgeting, it doesn't matter. Um, but raw feeders have an in-depth knowledge that you don't have to go to the same school that they went to, but you can certainly suck out all of the information that is going to be beneficial and help enhance what you're doing. It's kind of like when we're, you know, trying to figure out how to change our our, our nutritional lifestyle, not a diet, but um, to match either our new environment or where where we are in terms of weight. You know, talking to other people and learning and finding out that you don't need to do this, but you should start to incorporate that. And that's what Kimberly did for me um, in the sense of, sure, you can give that dog that. Now, I still think that she's a little over the top with the 972 ways. <laughs> Coconut oil, but we don't have that kind of <laughs> um, but, um But yes. There's only she, 22 ways. She... she <laughs> She has, um, she's introduced me to things that um, make perfect sense. And I do go back and I do, um, you know, pull up additional information and read. I'm never, ever um, surprised that she's on point. Um, some things work. Most of the things work. Um, and it's been very beneficial for the dogs. And so that's kind of um, why I think that the more we talk, the more we bring those, just those two, um, bring that together because she's doing one thing and I'm doing the other, but man, when you put it together, it just, it just works out to be a beautiful thing. You know, we can sit and talk forever about mm -hmm. the pros and cons of the eggshell. Yes. And <laughs> as silly as that sounds, you know, that's a real, that's a real concern with, um, with pet parents, because there's so much information out there. And I could say to her, I know you give your dogs eggs and I know you give them raw eggs, but do you give them the shell? Then no. I, have to, I have to sit back because then I'm going to get the, the, the long story, <laughs> <laughs> but then she'll, you know, she'll end up going. And if you didn't understand all of that, understand this. No. <laughs> no. And then we, we kind of go from there. So, but yes, just hang with us with Girls with Dogs. We're just getting started. Yes, we well, are. Well, it's a beautiful podcast, and I really, really highly recommend anyone who just wants to spend, you know, have a cup of tea and sit down or potter around the house listening to them because that's what I do with my podcasting. When I listen to other people's podcasts, I'm pottering in the house. And that's when I actually chuckle sometimes with you guys. Like I'm like doing something and then I stop and I laugh so much, you know, and then sometimes I forget like, what was I doing again? Okay, let's you know, but <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's wonderful having you two ladies um, inviting us into your parlor, you know, to, for me, I feel like I'm a fly on the wall sometimes just listening to the two of you and I'm chuckling away, you know. Um, so I really want to thank you because not only do, yes, Kathy, these very important topics that you guys put in a lot of effort to think about are very important, but most importantly to me, it's the love between the two of you that warms the cockles of my heart. It truly does. 
and that makes the day brighter, more beautiful, you know, and I'm like, hey, I had an awesome day because I listened to the podcast. So I want to thank you on behalf of all the pet parents out there. Thank you very much for all that you do. Well, thank you for having us here. Well, you know what? You just made me laugh. And this is because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, when you mentioned that about coming into the parlor, you know, that is a poet. (laughs) Well, you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. It's the prettiest little parlor that ever you could spy. The way into my parlor is up a winding stair. And I have many pretty things to show you when you get there. But yes, you should. Um, it's a very interesting <laughs> poem. And I shall leave you with that. But now everybody's <laughs> going to go pull that up. Or I know. I won't tell you how it. I will tell you how. It's called The Spider and the Fly. It's a fable. So when you say, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. I thought, oh, I wonder if she even knows that that exists. But thank you so much for having us. This was delightful. Absolutely well, delightful. Thank you. I, I, I'm so happy because I finally met Yoda, Kimberly's Yoda. Oh, and my goodness. It's, 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 you know, it's been, it's been on my list for a while because she's always given you credit for a lot of things. And, you know, listening to your podcast, both of you is like, mm, yes, I want to be that fly on the wall. Correct. <laughs> That's well, there absolutely you know. right. That's you absolutely are welcome, right. You are welcome to our parlor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies, thank you so much for this. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.